Welcome back to the Psyche Awakening. I'm your host, Jessica Clowers, and we have officially entered the autumn season as of Monday, September 23rd. Traditionally, autumn represents the season of change, leading to the dark of winter. Autumn is a time for letting go of burdens and releasing things that do not serve our higher purpose. Autumn is the season of death, magic, mystery, and gratitude. For the past few months, we've been talking about magical things, such as psychic abilities and energy medicine. Today, we are moving forward into the topics of death and mystery. Now, death itself is a mystery, and people have many different perceptions of death. Some people believe that when you die, that's it. You're dead and you return to the dirt. Your existence has gone extinct. Others believe that when you die, you go straight to the gates of heaven or hell. There are those who believe in ghosts or spirits and those who do not. When I was a child, I perceived heaven as being located way up in the sky, somewhere in outer space. My perception of the location of hell was underground. My friends and I had this weird theory that the devil lived down below the sewer drains beneath the Ninja Turtles. Our beliefs were based solely on the teachings of religion and our overactive imaginations. As a child, I did believe in ghosts and monsters, but my perception of monsters was that they were just simply more like evil ghosts. There was a monster that used to torment my little brother at night. He was just a toddler who was sleeping in a crib still. I vividly remember hearing him scream in the middle of the night. And these occurrences are something that he still vividly remembers today. His closet doors used to move as if someone was trying to escape. And one night, they finally flew open, and one of his toys came rolling out across the floor. I can remember overhearing my mom telling people what happened the next day. I was only seven or eight years old at the time. There were many paranormal experiences that occurred in that house. And as a child, I was super sensitive to the energies around me. We had a basement, but it was not a dark, creepy basement. It was a walkout finished basement. There was visually nothing about this basement that should terrify a child, which is what made it so extremely difficult for me to explain why I could not bring myself to go down there, even in broad daylight. The basement was a place that my parents used to entertain guests. There was a full bar with a full-sized fridge, a pool table, workout room, guest room, bathroom, and storage space. We used to keep all of our beverages in the downstairs fridge to have more room for the food upstairs in the kitchen. Almost every night at dinner, my mom would ask me to go down to the basement to get the drinks for our meal. This was my least favorite time of day. Every time I would reach the third stair from the bottom, I would freeze. I could feel my throat tensing up and goosebumps were overwhelming. Sometimes it felt like I couldn't breathe and I would have to hold my breath while I ran from the stairs to the fridge as fast as I could so I could just get out of there. What scared me the most is that I could not see this monster that was in our basement. I could only feel it watching me. I am no stranger to paranormal occurrences, as this is something I have experienced as far back as I can remember. The paranormal experiences in my childhood scared me, and I carried these fears into my adulthood. As an adult, there came a time that I wanted to put my fears to rest. 
I started reading to learn more about some of the things that I had experienced in my past. The mystery associated with these experiences kept my curiosity flowing, and this became a huge interest of mine. I kept reading and researching any scientific explanations that I could find. One of my favorite things to do for Halloween season has always been visiting haunted houses. As a child, I loved those staged haunted houses that were more like fun, fancy mazes with Halloween attractions and fall themes. But as an adult, I became more curious about the real haunted houses that were seen on television. I visited a few of these and I did their tours, but the most I ever got out of it was some strange photos. And the photos were mysterious. Sometimes images would be distorted or things would show up that weren't quite the way he remembered seeing them at the time of being there. But to be honest, nothing was terribly convincing. That all changed one Halloween night when I visited the old morgue in Tombstone, Arizona. I had never witnessed so much paranormal activity in such a short amount of time. Over the years, I've done many paranormal investigations in four different buildings in Tombstone. It was like interviewing the deceased, and I learned to communicate by decoding the signs and the symbols sent by spirits during the investigations. We used basic equipment like cameras, video cameras, audio recorders, and flashlights, and we also used other sensors and equipment such as the periscope, the K2 meter, temperature detectors, laser grid, and the SCD-1 and SCD-2 spirit boxes. These tools are used to capture the presence of spirit and communicate with spirit. Every investigation was unique, and there was not one investigation that was like any other. They were all different, and I became fascinated with all the information that I was receiving from the other side. And after a while, like anything else, it just becomes normal to you. My fears began to dissipate, and this is when I started receiving more obvious signs in my personal life at home when spirit was present. Now, our home is a safe place, and this is the most common place that our deceased loved ones come to visit us. Sometimes they just drop by to say hello, and other times they might come in to help support you through any challenges that you are facing, or they might come in to celebrate with you, and other times they might show up just to warn you. This is how spirit communicates with you outside of any psychic ability. Your loved ones do not want to scare you. So if this is something that you find creepy or that you're just not comfortable with, your loved one will find a soft approach to make their presence known. You might catch a sudden whiff of perfume or cologne that they used to wear, or cigar smoke if they smoked cigars, or grandma's secret recipe cooking in your kitchen. Their message may also not even be a smell at all. It might come in as a small object that was put in your path, such as a coin or a feather, just for example. These low-key signs or symbols can mean a few different things. Your loved one is dropping in to say hello or to let you know that they are with you in celebration or helping you through a situation. If you are totally comfortable with their presence, you might notice more obvious signs. Electronic devices are the easiest objects for spirit to manipulate. You might notice your lights flickering, or you might experience temporary odd interruptions in cell phones, iPads, or computers.
So in my house, our living room TV is the electronic device of choice for spirit. For me, the most obvious sign that spirit is present is that my TV will turn on all by itself. Sometimes it will turn on just once, and other times it will play games with you. You'll turn it off as soon as it turns on, and then it will turn right back on as if a child has another remote. Sometimes it will turn on and it will be on the same channel as it was when you last turned it off. And other times it will come on and either change the channel or it will pick a movie on Netflix. When I first started telling people about my TV, they thought I was crazy. But then when they would come over and see it happen for themselves, you could see they were slightly spooked and shocked that I didn't seem to be so crazy anymore. Their natural reactions seem to be blaming the activity on a neighbor that must have the same exact remote. When I would explain how I had already debunked that myth, the natural reaction was that I was probably crazy again. And over time, I began to learn that there were certain codes Spirit would use to communicate messages through the TV. And by the way, we have moved over a hundred miles away from this neighborhood that you know, supposedly our neighbor had the same remote and our TV still continues to do this. So it's not the neighbors. Um, if the TV turns on once and it's on the same channel as it was when we turned it off, it's usually just a simple, hello, I'm here. You know, whoever it is, they don't introduce themselves. They're just letting you know that they're around. But if it turns on more than once throughout the day on the same channel, I've learned to document the number of times that it turns on and look up the angel number because there is always a message within that number that directly relates to a current situation in a specific area of my life. So if the TV turns on and it chooses its own movie on Netflix, there is a message within that movie that is directed at one of the members of my family. If the TV decides to play the on and off game with us, it usually means one of two things. If it happens once, just on one day, it is spirit being playful, reminding us to either not take something so seriously or to lighten up a little bit. If it happens more than once in a day or multiple days in a row, this is typically a warning sign of some sort. Something either needs our attention or there is going to be a sudden shift or unexpected change coming up. If the TV turns on and I ignore it, in spirit is trying to get my attention, it will proceed to manipulate whatever electronic device I am using. So if I'm using my phone, it might interrupt my phone call by randomly placing calls on hold or mute. Sometimes I might lose the call altogether. If I'm on my computer, the screen that I'm working on will flicker and sometimes it just goes black and I can't even see what I'm working on anymore. There are times when I'm in the middle of an energy healing treatment and I have had some of my tools disappear and reappear in the same exact spot when the session is over. Now it takes a lot of energy for a spirit to move objects, so when this happens, it's usually a sign that they are desperately trying to get your attention. They like to make their presence known to family members who are grieving their loss. So when they show up during a healing treatment, they are simply letting me know that they are assisting with your healing in whatever way that they possibly can. 
Sometimes spirit will use repeated patterns of objects to get your attention. One of the biggest warning signs that spirit has ever sent me was broken glass. I kept seeing broken glass everywhere that I went one day. There was broken glass that I was dodging in the parking lot. I broke a glass putting it in the sink. I pulled a broken glass out of my dishwasher, found broken glass in my driveway, and finally I ended up in the emergency room with stitches after I sliced my finger open on a piece of broken glass that was not visible while I was cleaning out a cabinet. I finally looked up the spiritual meaning for broken glass and it did not necessarily tell me anything specific other than it can mean numerous different things if you dream of broken glass. Some of these interpretations were simply just warning signs but I had no idea at the time what spirit was trying to warn me of. I have a little photo of Jesus and it's about the size of a business card and he sits inside another picture frame that says families are forever. Just after I sliced my finger open, Jesus began flying off the wall. There was no logical explanation for how this was happening, but it kept happening every day. And this was back before my TV started turning on by itself. I watched this happen right in front of my face on several different occasions. There was no wind, there was no airflow, and there was no logical explanation as to how this was possibly happening. Within two weeks after I sliced my finger open, my mother-in-law suddenly passed away unexpectedly. Spirit might use religious objects to get your attention if there is an important spiritual message for you. Pay attention to the people who are closest to you. If you are receiving these messages, this might be a sign that someone close to you simply just needs you. This person probably is not going to come out and directly ask you for your help or tell you that they need you right now, but if you pay attention, you will know who the message is focused on. Pay attention to the signs around you. Spirit has perfect timing. Sometimes their messages come across on a billboard we pass by. Sometimes it is a song that might come on the radio. And sometimes it's a post that we scroll past on social media. Our angels and spirit guides are always with us, working to bring us messages from the light to guide us along the path of our higher purpose. Our loved ones want the best for us and generally bring messages full of unconditional love and light. Sometimes we perceive their warning signs as something negative, but it's simply pure truth with unconditional love. Thank you so much for joining me today as we have tapped through the surface of paranormal mysteries. Next week, we are diving a little deeper into the darker side of these mysteries to expose some of the evil symbols and secrets that are literally lurking right under your nose. I want to warn you, next week's episode might not be easy for you to listen to, but it is absolutely necessary because it will explain why you might be having a difficult time raising your vibration. If you are feeling like you are doing everything right, but things are still going wrong, you won't want to miss next week's episode. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sonoran Souls and on Instagram and Twitter at Psyche Awakening.